This is Citizen U. It's a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy and with that your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I'm the third Wednesday host, Ukiah Councilmember Mari Roden. Uh, Supervisor Dan Jurdy hosts Citizen U on first Wednesdays. Today we're having a special Districts 101 show. Uh, I've been speaking here with Catherine Cole, who is the KZYX Director of Underwriting and also a member of the Hopland Cemetery uh, District Board of Trustees. And we're talking about the Hopland Cemetery District as a case study in what can happen with districts when there isn't a proper oversight and accountability. Um, and so we, let's see, I'm, I, you were talking about about how how many people are now on the board of the trustees and what you, what you've been up to what you found when you joined the when you joined right the board. right so we didn't one a lot of us didn't know how to be on the board one of our um, people was on the water board in Hopland so that was helpful um, but. So we didn't even know what we were doing. We just wanted to take care of this beautiful little cemetery in Hopland and make it viable for the community uh, because Hopland is very unique. So um, we were trying to figure out everything from ground zero. We did get, we started getting messages from the auditor controller, things about the Brown Act we had to do as board members, all the requirements. But basically for the previous many, many years, since 1999, 2000, there had been no board, there had been no budget, there had been no input other than the uh, one gal who was trying to run the cemetery without a board. So we came on blank slates um, and we found out all sorts of really interesting things about uh, special districts. <laughs> how special we were. Mm. One of the main things was, you know, there was, a, had been no maintenance. Um, a lot of trees were dying and, or dead and falling and, and graves were being disturbed. And we had no access to the money that the county had held for the special district. So we were, um, um, learning that and the auditor controller was very helpful and got us you know on the board so we could actually see and start getting because well, for a while the county was sending the budgets to this previous trustee well, member well wait let's back up for just yeah. a second and say how districts are funded i i know they, they their right. funding comes from property taxes yes and and uh, the property taxes are supposed to be deposited in a county uh a, a county okay. fund right and um well we're going to talk about the grand jury report in a few minutes but i read in the grand jury report but that there was also a savings bank account at that early in uh, yes like someone had created a bank account outside of the county and that was totally <laughs> i mean i don't know how they were even allowed to do that at, at one point but um yeah, the, the, the property taxes for Hopland, those taxes funds were going into the county account and, um, we, I mean, we had no idea 
uh, the amounts, the, the totals, anything. There was no one monitoring that. And I think the bank finally closed that account. Was Its savings bank was closed. So we were just like, I don't know. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, once we found out from the auditor controller how to even do claims and get in, and then I wound up going through this plastic bin of former just paperwork that was like um, death certificates and burial things. And evidently there was a map before, and there was no map of the Hopland Cemetery. Um, we didn't uh, have much. We had no insurance. And so what we've done is we have created, we finally got the cemetery insured. That was our main thing because we wanted it. So through Golden State, um, we have the cemetery has insurance. So if someone gets hurt, or if something happens, you know, we can cover that. And the Board of Trustees is protected from that. Then we joined the uh, California Association of Public Cemeteries so that they send us information and ideas and, and have training about uh, the cemeteries. And then we have been, we all got the Brown Act, of course. We started a website for the cemetery. We started an email. We reopened the P.O. box so that people could communicate with the cemetery. And then the main thing was uh, Bob Kiefer got the GPS students from Sonoma State to actually walk through, and now we have a link of every grave in the site with the name, the dates of death, everything, and it's all online. That was huge. So that was Bob did that. And then um, we we just learned how to have public meetings. I mean, it was basically like we didn't know how to be on a board, but we were. everybody was committed to, to making the Hopland Cemetery so much better. And so, but when you go in and you're a special district and there's all sorts of rules and if you don't know what the rules are or how to do it properly then um you get tangled really quick and you get discouraged and we didn't want to you know so i'm hoping that through this show people say there is hope we can we can get through right. let's see if we can uh, get uma back. Uma, are you Can back? Can you hear us? And then I want to hear what your reaction is to all you've been hearing from Catherine. Well, thank you. Um, so I am the executive officer from Mendocino, Alaska. So we, uh, I um, oversee the operations of the commission and um, schedule and facilitate the meetings of the, uh, the commission we meet monthly. Um, LAFCOs were created in the early 1960s um, as, by the state as an oversight agency for municipal service providers, uh, including special districts. Um, we do have 50 special districts in Mendocino County, and we are tasked with preparing um, what are called municipal service reviews for those agencies. Um, Every, periodically, um, and for those that provide municipal services every five years or so. Um, so we did do a municipal service review on the cemetery districts in Mendocino County in 2017. So I am aware of some of the history of Hopland Cemetery District, um, but certainly have not heard the full story. So I'm learning as we go also. Right. Well, the Hopland Cemetery District was the subject of an investigation by the grand jury, uh, which were in 2003. And they investigated the Hopland Cemetery District uh, acting on a complaint. Uh, 
Um, so that was pretty interesting. And some of the, the findings in this thing are amazing. I mean, I wish that we had more information in the report. But uh, some of the most striking findings were that the grand jury was unable to locate and ob obtain all of the original burial maps and most of the records for the period um, prior to the late 1980s. Um, the past trustees, most past trustees of the Hopland Cemetery District were not aware of the provisions in the California government codes and California health and safety codes that pertain to districts. Um, oh, th this was interesting about uh, the their money. They, this, in violation of the um, the district money was supposed to be deposited with the county treasurer, as we mentioned earlier, in a, in a county fund. In violation, the Hopland Cemetery District maintained a separate account with the Savings Bank of Mendocino County. Um, there is also, the county records show that from 1995 through 1999, there was a growing positive year-end balance for the cemetery district's county-held operating fund. But then at the end of 1999, um, well, there was $4,079, but by 2001, a few years later, the balance had a $4,000 deficit. And um, I, things seem to be getting back on the right track, but it's, you know, the point is, is that, that if, if districts aren't held accountable, there isn't, uh, is no oversight of them, you know, there can be corruption and, and all, all sorts of things happening. And, and that's why the Hopland Cemetery District is an interesting case study. I wonder, Uma, if you have any comments to make. Maybe you could. Uh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Well, as we move through the municipal service reviews for the agencies, um, it is not uh, unusual for the very small um, districts, special districts, to be unaware of some of the um, requirements or regulations that they operate under. Um, so part of the municipal service review effort that LAFCO undertakes is an education with the districts as well. And we point out the, um, we have to make findings for seven areas, um, seven factors that are laid out in state law. And as we go through those, then we can provide information to the districts on what the regulations are and where they can um, improve on those. Mm -hmm. um, so our municipal service reviews are all on our website and they can be viewed. It is a public uh, transparency effort. So that is, um, these reviews are made available to the public as well as to the agencies themselves. And um, we do prepare the documents in cooperation and coordination with the districts themselves. Um, so they are aware as we go through the whole process. And how does LAFCO address deficiencies. I mean, it, it writes a, a, a report, a municipal service review, and it might indicate that there are deficiencies, but then what? How, where does accountability come in? That's a really good question. Um, we do uh, send, so that when we make, when the commission adopts those determinations, um, they are shared with the district themselves. 
Um, and typically what can happen is the commission will ask for an annual update. So for, you know, either one or two years in the future that we will come back with a, um, a report to the commission on, on the progress of that special district or agency in um, making, um, making up the, uh, the deficit um, that was identified. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a way that can um, we can work to help the special districts. Another way is to um, bring to attention to the attention of the county supervisor uh, that oversees that area. Um, for example, we had um, Carrie Brown on our commission, and um, when we did the special dis the uh, cemetery district and municipal service review, so she was able to work directly with the Potter Valley. Uh, cemetery district who was not aware of some of these requirements and um, so we worked with um, Carrie Brown who was again commissioner at that time and county supervisor and she in turn worked with the uh, cemetery district to bring them up to speed on the requirements especially uh, the financial uh, reporting requirements to the county. Mm -hmm. It's nice that that uh, when things are amiss that they can be worked out you know, in a, in a friendly and collaborative way. At the end of this two, 2003 grand jury report, it says that the um, grand jury had determined that there were indications of violations of law and that they had to forward the relevant information to the district attorney. But I think Catherine had, had mentioned that, as far as you know, Catherine, nothing ever happened to the people that seem to have absconded with, no. with this money. <laughs> nothing really happens. And um, so it was um, unfortunate, but uh, I think that's why a lot of people were not stepping forward for the Hopland board. You know, they, they're still Hoplanders or do not forget. And they knew there was something wrong. You know, they knew there was a grand jury there knew there was something going on there and so um it it took us a while to get it together and and try to um get our reputation back a lot of that luckily by this time now we have uh, a website that now we have every board meeting minutes up we have everything up for public view we do public notices of the meeting just all that stuff which we didn't realize how how to do we learned really quickly everybody like got the guns together and jumped in yeah. and you know just having an address was really great well it's amazing to have honest and interested community members that can take over an ailing district like that in case you've just tuned in this is citizen you a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy and with that your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I'm your host Mari Roden and today I'm speaking, speaking with Catherine Cole who's a member of the Hopland Cemetery District Board of Trustees and Uma Hinman who's the Executive Officer of the Mendocino County LAFCO and we're talking about special districts in general and the Hopland Cemetery District in particular. I'd also like to take this opportunity to uh, remind you that KZYX is in the midst of its quiet drive. That is a fundraising drive to support our wonderful public radio station without program interruptions. If you're already a member of KZYX, we thank you.
We hope you'll consider making an additional gift as we gear up for our capital campaign and the transition of KZYX's headquarters to Ukiah. We need to keep our signal strong. Um, yes. <laughs> you know all about that, right, Catherine? <laughs> yeah. So I, I wanted to ask about training, Uma, um, for districts. I don't know if if the Hopland Cemetery District is the only one of the 50 that you said we have in Mendocino County that's had trouble. Um, but what about training for district trustees? Well, they certainly are not all alone. Um, and again, in particular, the smaller districts um, struggle with um, the financial means to send their um, board members or trustees to trainings. Um, LAFCO in, I believe it was 2016 or 2015, um, put on a, hosted a training um, in concert with the California Special Districts Association, which is a statewide um, support um, group for special districts. Um, so we did team with them to provide that training. Um, and it was a, I believe it was over a few days where there was a series of workshops um, that were held and uh, we did receive feedback that that was very beneficial for the special districts, particularly the smaller ones um, who don't otherwise have that access. Um, special districts can also join the California Special Districts Association and um, they receive uh, free trainings. They can receive free trainings through that association. Also, Mendocino LAFCO is a member of the Cal LAFCO, which is the an organization, a statewide organization of LAFCOs, and they also do periodic trainings. That uh, because Mendocino LAFCO is a member, the special districts in agencies in Mendocino County are also eligible for those trainings. Um, so they can certainly reach out to us um, at Mendocino LAFCO, and we can connect them uh, with those opportunities. What about the Mendocino LAFCO reaching out to the special districts and maybe providing providing trainings uh, to them locally? We could even do it virtually. We could certainly look into that. I think that's a good idea. Um, we do share the um, CalAFCO opportunities. We send that out to our special district email listserv, so we can we do share that information. Um, but it would certainly be um, a great idea to provide some trainings um, through our local LAFCO. Yeah. You know, some, one of the, I think, interesting and, and sometimes problematic things with, with districts is, is that you have so many layers of government within a restricted geographic area. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier about it being nearly impossible for the media, uh, for interested citizens to keep track of, of the governance and what's happening with their tax revenues. And in some reading I was doing in preparation for, for today's show, um, I found out that there were 57 elected officials serving 32,000 people in the Dana Point area of Orange County. And this was a result of all these districts, mostly water districts. And so 57 elected officials and 32,000 people 
is about the size of the Ukiah, the population of the Ukiah Valley, if you include the unincorporated communities around the city. So I, it made me wonder how many elected officials are governing, you know, water, sewer, you know, and, and all those things in the Ukiah Valley. And I wonder if you have that a would comment. Be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting to know. I know there are quite a few special districts in the Ukiah Valley area, um, and we would we typically include the Hopland area in that um, kind of geographic setting. Um, one of LAFCO's tasks is to uh, promote the efficient and orderly um, provision of services. And so one of the things that LAFCO looks at when we're, when we're preparing our municipal service reviews is that uh, service, the service provision being provided by various agencies and, and the potential for um, um, reducing overlap and for mm -hmm. creating efficiency of services. Um, through those municipal service reviews, the commission adopts recommendations and sometimes uh, consolidation of agencies is one of those considerations and uh, sometimes it is dissolution of districts that are no longer functioning properly or um, or not functioning at all. So there, LEFCO has quite a few um, tools in its um, toolbox um, and so those those findings and those determinations and recommendations are made through that process right lafco has the authority to do those uh, dissolutions or consolidations but in a in a study that the little hoover commission did which is which is sort of like a, a grand jury for the state they they do studies and and write reports on issues affecting affecting the state of California, it, it turned out that LAFCOs for, for various reasons were often political reasons or um, other reasons not able to sort of consummate these these dissolutions or consolidations. Have, ha have you seen them happen in a, you know, in, in a timely way when it is necessary and how, how should that happen, Uma? Sure, there are a number of ways that dissolutions are um, initiated. Um, one of them is that the state controller's office provides a report annually of special districts that um, meet certain criteria um, for being determined as inactive. And they provide those lists to the various LAFCOs throughout the state. And then LAFCO is required uh, to review that agency and initiate dissolution if it is in fact inactive. So that's one means for um, LAFCO to dissolve a district. Um, LAFCO can initiate dissolution of a district if a determination is made in a study um, that states that that agency should be dissolved. Um, that determination is required to be adopted by um, LAFCO before they can initiate a dissolution. So that is another way as well. Um, one of the hurdles um, to initiating dissolution has been that there's a very low protest threshold. So while LAFCO can initiate a dissolution, there is still a public process that must, that must be uh, performed. And in that process, there is a provision for protests to be received by um, the agency and by um, the public. So for a typical 
protest process, there's a 25% threshold. If it's a LAFCO-initiated dissolution process, then it's a 10% protest threshold. There is a bill going through the state legislature mm -hmm. right now that will um, that is actually um, being put forward in response to the Little Hoover Commission that will um, is intending to um, make the protest threshold consistent with the standard protest threshold. So it would increase that threshold to 25%. That has been a big hurdle for LAFCOs in their initiating dissolutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like the Hopland, it's amazing that it was there idle for as long as it was since 2007 without any action like LAFCO probably could have initiated a dissolution of that special district at some point. Well, I, districts, you know, there, there's a, a need for districts in many situations. And, you know, this isn't a program to dis districts because um, they they're really they have really important functions. They can provide services outside of, you know, that, that an, an incorporated city, for example, can't can't provide like in the Ukiah Valley we have a fire district that is provides fire protection in a regional area and it makes sense to have districts and so um, you know the Hopland the Hopland Cemetery District is, is important is it still actively used it's it's almost to capacity we're probably around 20 left and actually when the board got on board uh, the board got on board. Right. Um, we are considering looking at the future and maybe becoming a historical Hopland Cemetery and have it be in a store, you know, go into the nonprofit world, um, where, um, but we, you know, obviously have a tangle of uh, whether the district is the special district is still needed, and et cetera, et cetera. But we're looking at that. We only have three to four burials a year, mm -hmm. so we're looking maybe in the next five years that that Hopland Cemetery will not be usable. It's totally surrounded by Camp Avita, <laughs> mm -hmm. so there's no expansion going to happen. And it is historical. It's from 1844, even early. We have an 1839 mm -hmm. burial there. So it is a, we call it history you can visit. Right. And so we, we want to make that transition at some point. You said there was a period of time when uh, it, nobody was in charge of the, dis the Hopland Cemetery District. Nothing was going on. So um, was tax revenue, I, I imagine it was being collected by the county for the for the cemetery district and being deposited in that special fund for the district. So yes. what was the what was the balance when you finally got in there? When we got in there, it was plus over twenty five thousand. Mm -hmm. and, and we're looking at maybe five to seven thousand a year that goes in from tax property taxes in Hopland. Of course, that's raising, mm -hmm. uh, rising. But um, so there was a balance. It was just accessing it, looking at where it was. There's an endowment. You know, when we do have a burial, that money is held by the county in a separate account. Mm -hmm. And it was only uh, we were so ignorant about how to be board members. We were asking the county permission to have the tree <laughs> service done. Mm -hmm. And then the county controller said um you make that decision right. <laughs> like oh oh we do right <laughs> that's how bad it was you know in in reading the um the little hoover commission's 
a report on special districts, one of the things they found was that special districts were accumulating huge reserves. Well, this is not the case with Hopland. I not mean, twenty thousand dollars is not much, but there were water districts in Southern California that had hundreds of millions of dollars in their reserve fund. And the point that the the report made was that these funds are. Uh, could be used to improve infrastructure in California and, and be put to good use. And instead, they were being held in these reserve funds. And tax it was taxpayer money, but people didn't know that the money was there and mm -hmm. it couldn't be put to uh, use that, that people felt was important. Emma, do you have any comment about that? Um, I... <clears throat> I guess not. <laughs> not <at this> point. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. Well, I'm curious, Catherine, if you and your fellow board members would be interested in in whatever kind of training about being a district board is available to you. Would that be something that would be of interest? Absolutely. And what's interesting is there there was really no way. Like it took a while for the county to get all our contact information, and then now we have Hopland Cemetery at Gmail dot com, mm -hmm. and we LAFCO has thank goodness started adding that to their list. And and um, yes, we're very interested. But I think it wasn't LAFCO's. They had no way to contact whomever was in charge before, right. and now they do. So. Yeah. So, yes, we would love that. <laughs> we obviously need more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we, I'm, I'm a member of the Mendocino County LAFCO Commission, and, and maybe we can discuss how we might provide that sort of training in the future. But we need to wind up our show. We had many technical difficulties this morning, but we still, I think, got to inform the public about what's so special about special districts and why they're interesting and so um let's just close uma do you have any um any closing remarks you'd like to make and maybe provide your contact information sure well thank you for inviting me to be on the show mari i appreciate it um and i appreciated learning more about hopland cemetery district i wanted to just share that you know lafco is a resource for the special districts and uh, we welcome um comments or questions i can be reached at eo at mendolafco.org um, mendolafco.org is our website so we have quite a bit of information and uh, studies on our website um, our phone number is 463-4470 uh, um, so we welcome um, uh, yeah, phone calls from the district, and we do hold office hours on Tuesdays and Friday mornings, so we welcome stop by as well. Thank you so much for being here this morning. And Catherine and Cole, you. do you have any closing remarks about your role? And uh, Well, I just wanted to encourage people to do what I did when I first moved. I looked on MendocinoCounty.org, looked for boards, trustees, district. There's a lot of districts that have board openings. And in fact, the Hopland Cemetery District has one board opening right now. But just, um, it is really fascinating if you're interested in history if you're interested i mean there's there's something for everyone and we've learned so much and so i would encourage people to really uh look and maybe consider becoming a trustee of one of these special districts and and take control of your local government you know like like have be involved great and it's a great message to end with 
This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.